Now it is my pleasure to introduce today's speaker. She is somebody who speaks regularly in the life of the church. She's one of our directors. She is an incredible theologian and yet she makes the word of God so accessible and so relevant in our lives. Please open your minds, open your hearts and your spirits to receive what God has for us today. Brought to us by Wendy. Good morning. It's so lovely to be with you this morning. On this Mother's Day, I just want to start by cheering on you wonderful mums who've had more than the normal challenges this year with homeschooling your children. You are amazing. And I would not have liked to be in your shoes uh, throughout this time. I admire you immensely. And I really hope that you can enjoy today. And I'm sure that your children will want to make you feel special. Our theme at the moment is under construction and we're thinking about how we're all works in progress and how God is showing us all the time how we can become more like Jesus. When my little granddaughter Olive was born, she looked so much like her dad. It was incredible. She's five now and as time has gone on, she has become more of her own little self. Yes, she still looks like her dad but we see more of who she really is. It's great to see her develop her personality and gifts. God wants us to be like Jesus in our own particular way. He's developing character in us alongside our gifts and he wants each of us to shine and embrace our own uniqueness. This morning, I want us to look at how we can be grounded securely in God's love for us so that no matter what happens or whoever may hurt us or criticise us or even be downright rude to us, we can know in our hearts that God loves us and that what he says about us is really what counts. You see, God wants us to have a thick skin and a soft heart and neither of those will be true if we don't really know in our heart of hearts that we are totally loved, totally accepted, forgiven and liked by the one who made us, who died for us and gave everything he had for us. About a week ago, a friend put something on our WhatsApp group which was directed at me and I was shocked at how quickly it affected me was totally unexpected and almost took my breath away. I had to take my feelings about it to God and do the forgiveness thing. But the thought that I was inadequate was a bit long, took me a bit longer to get over. If we're not secure in who God says we are, then we will be really susceptible to the least criticism or negative word or action which comes against us. Ephesians 3 verses 14 to 21. I just want to read these verses to you because this is the centre of what I'm trying to say today. Paul's writing to the Ephesians and he says, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his spirit 
and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have power to comprehend with all the saints what is the length, the breadth and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly more than we can ask or imagine to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. It's God's heart that we all really grasp how much he loves us. Although as this passage says, we'll never quite be able to do that because God's love is just so much more than we can imagine. I remember one time praying for my son and asking God to heal him. And my prayer was really fervent and I was, it was like I was pleading with God and try, as if I was trying to persuade him to do something that he might not have wanted to do. And then he spoke to me and he said, you know, Wendy, I love your son more than even you do. And that, you, you might think that's really obvious, but at the time that really shocked me. I hadn't thought of that. I was shocked that God could love my son more than I did because I knew how great my love for him was. On this Mother's Day, I want you to know, and God wants you to know, that he loves you more than the most committed, loving parent ever could. He loves you more than your mum or dad did, more than anybody you know who is close to you on earth will ever be able to. David writes in Psalm 103 verse 11, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. God wants us to have that security, that love, that knowledge of his love in us that will keep us really grounded. Jesus had so many people who didn't like him, people who disagreed with him, wanted to trip him up, wanted to catch him out and find fault with him. And of course, they did eventually kill him. But he didn't let their criticism and judgment of him affect him. A prophecy about him in the Old Testament said, he was despised and rejected by men a man of deep sorrows who was no stranger to suffering and grief. He knew what it was like to feel the pain of rejection and criticism. The footnote in the Passion Translation says, Yet Jesus was the most emotionally whole and healed man to ever walk the earth. He did not absorb the insults and rejections of even his own neighbours. Jesus just knew that his father loved him and that was enough for him. He could be secure in that love, regardless of the way that people treated him or spoke about him. He remembered all the time those words at his baptism, where the voice from heaven came and said, this is my son whom I love. And with him, I am well pleased. 
Those words were enough for Jesus. The truth that God loved him grounded him so much that even when he was on the cross and in agony, absolute agony, he was able to pray that amazing prayer, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. He was able to forgive all those people who crucified him. I think that's amazing. The really amazing news as well is that we don't have to be perfect for God to love us. He just does. I love what we know about Peter, Jesus's disciple. He was far from perfect and he seemed to suffer from insecurity at times. He had moments of incredible inspiration, like the time where Jesus said, who do you think I am? And Peter says, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah. And that was really awesome. But then almost straight away after that, Peter started to tell Jesus off when he was speaking about being killed. And Jesus literally turned around, he turned his back on Peter and he said, get behind me, Satan, for you do not have in mind uh, the uh, promoting what God wills, but what pleases men. You're not on God's side, but that of men. That's really strong. And then just a few verses later in Mark's gospel, we read this. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the road? Very uncomfortable silence followed. And they were embarrassed to tell him, which wasn't surprising because they had kept quiet because on the way they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. I'm absolutely convinced that Peter was in that argument. Secure people don't need to argue, even in their own heads, about who is the greatest. They don't need to prove themselves. Secure people don't have to try to be something they're not. They can praise and encourage others and not compare themselves or their achievements with others. Jesus loved Peter, he knew his heart and he knew that Peter thought he was better than he was. He told all the disciples that they would run away and leave him when he was arrested. And Peter was adamant that even if everyone else ran away, he would not. Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death if necessary. I absolutely love what Jesus says to Peter at that point. He says, Simon, Simon. And I love that. It's so interesting that Jesus doesn't call him Peter here. Peter means rock. And Jesus knew that at this point of his life, Peter would not be rock-like. And then he turns the rest of his disciples and says to all of them, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. And then he turns back to Peter and says, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. And when you've turned back, I want you to strengthen your brothers. 
I love this, because Jesus knew that Peter would let him down. He didn't try and control him. He didn't try to persuade him that that wouldn't happen and think about it and just um, try and make Peter act in a different way. What he, he didn't want Peter to feel that he had failed. And he says that he wants Peter to turn back and strengthen his brothers when his, he's been through that. Jesus didn't want Peter to just block Jesus out because he'd got something so badly wrong. He didn't want Peter's sense of failure to stop him from moving forward. And Jesus told him that he would deny him three times. I can't imagine what Peter must have felt like when he suddenly realised that he had let Jesus down so badly. As that cock crowed, his heart must have sank. All we read is that he broke down and wept. He must have beaten himself up so much. I lied. I said I didn't know him. Oh, not just once, but three times, just to save my skin. I said I was willing to go to prison and even die with him. Oh, you fool, Peter. Why? And sometimes, you know, we have to get to the end of ourselves before God can really do things through us. We need to discover that it really is all about him and not about us. Peter was the one who preached that totally amazing sermon at Pentecost where 3,000 people turned to God. That was wonderful. Peter was the first one to get the revelation that non-Jewish people known as Gentiles, people like you and me, would be included in God's kingdom. But even then, he showed something that was still going on in him, that thing that he was trying to keep people happy. Because he vacillated between eating with non-Jewish people and not, until, as Paul himself said, Paul opposed him to his face. Really strong words that Paul uses in Galatians 2 verse 11. Peter made mistakes, but God never gave up on him. Never, ever. He always had ways of restoring him and of enabling him to learn from his mistakes. I want you to look this scripture up, perhaps, after I've read it to you. In, two, in 1 Peter, verse 5, verse 10, sorry, 1 Peter, chapter 5, verse 10, in the Amplified Bible, and we think it was something that he wrote towards his, the end of his life. And it's such a key scripture. It says, after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace will himself complete and make you what you ought to be, establish and ground you securely and strengthen and settle you. What Peter discovered was this wonderful God of all grace, the God who forgives over and over again, he found that God's love would be the anchor point, the thing that would ground him and make him so secure that he wouldn't be affected by what anyone thought or said about him. 
When we're not secure in God's love, we're so susceptible to all kinds of things. We can feel this overwhelming need to prove ourselves. And we have these voices that whisper in our ears, you're not enough. You must try harder. You must not make mistakes. You are not enough. No one will ever like you if you don't get everything right. You'll never be good enough, clever enough, faultless enough. You'll never earn enough money. You'll never make it in your work. Other people are cleverer than you, prettier than you, more handsome, wiser, more successful. You have so few likes on your Facebook page. And we can start to build walls around ourselves to keep others at a safe distance. Those who might see through the masks we wear and the games that we play. But Jesus never had to do that. He stayed close to God and he heard the voice of love and approval. When Peter, people attacked him, he was not phased. He still stood tall. He was secure. He sought God for the best way to respond in each situation. His emotions didn't get in the way and stop him from hearing God. We sing that beautiful song, don't we? Worthy of every song we will ever sing. And there's two lines in there which just speak to me every time. And they go, I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken. Knowing God loves us just as we are is so freeing. It frees us from those awful things that we do just to keep ourselves feeling okay about ourselves. You know, like maybe just ever so slightly putting someone else down or maybe trying to control everything or being driven by a need to compete with others, to achieve more, to have to be successful. You know, all those things that we do to protect ourselves. We don't need to do them when we know that God loves us. We are so precious to God. The words that God spoke through Isaiah the prophet to his people Israel apply to us today uh, because we are the people God has redeemed. And he said, you are cherished and precious in my eyes. I love you dearly and I want to honour you. And that's Isaiah 43, verse 4 in the Passion Translation. Jesus had that assurance. Peter writes, Keep coming to him who is the living stone. Though he was rejected and discarded by men, but chosen by God and is priceless in God's sight. As believers, you know his great worth. Indeed, his preciousness is imparted to you. The footnote in the Passion Translation offers another translation as well. It says, or unto you who believe is the preciousness. And the writer says, that is all that, is, all that Jesus is before the Father has now been transferred to your account. We stand before the Father in the preciousness of the Son. You are as precious to God 
as Jesus Christ is. To be precious is of great value. If we really want to understand just how precious we are to God, we can just focus on the cross. On the cross, God literally gave all he had, his most precious son, who was willing to die so that we might have a real relationship with him. Before Jesus was crucified, he had some really important things to share with his disciples. He said, I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. If you keep my commands, you will live in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands, for I continually live nourished and empowered by his love. John 15 verse 9 to 10 in the Passion Translation. Nourished by his love. To be nourished, we need to feed on good food. Good food is what we find when we pick up our Bibles and digest all the wonderful things that God says about us. Junk food won't bless us. If we listen to all the messages on social media and from the way people treat us and from what the world regards as successful, we will get soul ache and that can be very painful. Emotional pain and anguish can set in and we can be destroyed by it. If we don't take in what God says about us, we'll end up being slaves to what others say about us. If we don't make God's love the bedrock for our lives, we become slaves to fear and insecurity. I've put together some scripture-based statements which I really pray will nourish your heart and which you can use to build yourself up on. The QR code will come up on the screen and you can access this resource and really home in to the truth of who God says you are. Once we're really secure in God's love for us, we will be free to show others just how loved and precious they are too. We won't have to worry about having ulterior motives. We'll just want to show them the same wonderful love that we have received for ourselves. We will be able to love others in the same way that Jesus loved us. If you're listening to this and you don't yet know God, I just encourage you to very simply ask him to make himself known to you. Just thank him for sending Jesus to show us what God is really like and start to connect with him in your heart. But to close, I just want to read over you that wonderful prayer from Ephesians that we read at the beginning. I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that, according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, 
and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than we can ask or imagine, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen.